Greetings and welcome to the Health and Wellness Show. Our health podcast is dedicated to providing you with science-based knowledge to help you attain a happy and healthy life. Topics are from patient files and from questions from members, and chosen items are of general interest. Your specific topics can be handled through our question and answer section of the website. Okay, today we're going to be talking about osteoporosis. What is it? What does it do to us? And how to prevent and deal with it? Osteoporosis is a systemic skeletal disorder that causes bone fragility and fractures. The word osteoporosis comes from the Greek term, which means porous bones, and it is literally that. When viewed through a microscope, the bone appears like a sponge with dead cells throughout. Bone is maintained much as our skeletal muscles are. Proper nutrition, exercise, and resistance keeps them in good shape. If you are living a couch potato type of life, you will have muscle decrease and weakening. It's the same with your bones. If not properly exercised and stressed, they will weaken and become frail. Now, this is a nasty disorder that really sneaks up on us. Weakening bones show no clinical signs or symptoms. You usually don't even know about it until a bone breaks. Over the years, I have seen some really sad events. A lady's wrist breaks while she's brushing her hair. A man leans over to tie his shoelaces and his spine breaks. People who just get up from a chair or a couch and their hip breaks. All of this with no prior symptoms or warnings. And the incidence is surprisingly high. By age 50, about 15% of Caucasians are affected. And while that does not seem to be a lot, in the USA alone, that is about 8-2 million men and 8 million women. Now, that number raises to 70% by age 80. So think about that. 15% of us at age 50 raises to 70% by age 80. So this is a disorder that primarily affects us as we age, and that's the problem with it. The preventative measures are needed when younger and are part of a lifelong habit system. Without proper education and awareness, This is one that will really mess up what are supposed to be our golden years. And a primary purpose of these podcasts is to increase awareness, so spread the word about this. So, what does osteoporosis do to us? Well, it weakens your bones to the point that they just spontaneously fracture or break. In the USA alone, we have around 250,000 hip fractures a year, plus around 700,000 spinal fractures a year and another 250,000 wrist fractures. But before the bones actually fail, there is a long-term but substantial weakening of the bone structure. Our skeletal system has some pretty precise engineering, and slight changes affect many things. One example is our joints. If the bone weakens, it slightly changes the angle of the joint, and that can cause chronic pain. Literally, millions of people have chronic joint pain that can be traced to the bone weakening. The highest rate of affected areas are the knees, your hips, your neck, and your back. As an example, the typical spine has around 24 small bones, which make up around 364 joints, and that is just in the spine. The spine supports spinal cord, which is basically a large nerve system with many nerves that reach out to the various parts of the body and connect those to the brain. If the skeletal system support is weakened, even slightly, 
that can put pressure on one or many nerves, and that will usually result in a pain signal being sent to your brain. So the chronic leg pain that is so common may be due to the nerve being pinched at the spinal connection due to the bone weakening and starting to collapse around the nerve. In my daily practice, I regularly have patients with chronic back, neck, hip, and leg pain, which is intense and can be debilitating. There are many possible causes, such as accidents and arthritis, but the slow onset of osteoporosis with the collapsing bone effect is a major contributor to these pain complaints. And the hips and knees are similarly affected. And once the bone actually fails and breaks, even when it repairs itself, uh, chronic pain is common after that. And the spinal weakening can cause spinal bending, which looks like a hunchback, and you would have a stooped or arched back. Now that can rapidly change to an altered form of standing and walking, which further damages the affected joints. The bones literally start a slow collapse and you become shorter. My wife is five foot two, and many of her friends who were her height or even taller are now substantially shorter than she is. They have osteoporosis effects going on with a high probability of fractures ahead of them. And once you have a hip or spinal fracture, there is a significant probability of being either bedridden or wheelchair-bound with that adjacent pain and inconvenience for the rest of your life. So that is what osteoporosis does to us. So, how to prevent and deal with it? A primary focus of our website and podcast is to raise awareness and encourage preventative medicine. And the best way to deal with osteoporosis is to engage preventative measures. So let's talk about those. The biggest obstacle is that osteoporosis is usually discovered later in life, and the most effective prevention activities are a lifelong habit that starts in our youth. So unless you are aware of that and have a tendency, you have a tendency to just ignore it and be blissfully unaware. The absolutely best prevention activities entail nutrition and activity. Now, activity means exercising in the manner our bodies are set up for. Regularly using and putting stress to keep muscles developed will also be doing the same thing for the skeletal system. Without regular and stress type of exercise, the bones will start to weaken, just as the muscles do. So weight-bearing exercise and training is important for both muscle and bone development and maintenance. And this ideally starts as an adolescent and continues throughout life. But anytime you start is better than not starting at all. But stress type of exercise is not just walking. It means moving resistance, either with weight or with stretching bands. They both work really well. Nutrition entails many aspects. Adequate protein intake is critical. There are many opinions floating around regarding this, but science seems to support about one gram of protein per pound of body weight daily. So if you weigh 150 pounds, that would be about 150 grams or five ounces of protein each day. If you are 200 pounds, that would be about seven ounces of protein daily. And ideally, spread that out over the day instead of all at once. So be sure you are eating enough protein every single day. Another nutritional issue is the use of soft drinks that contain phosphoric acid, such as your typical cola. These have a tendency to cause calcium to be lost, and that contributes to the bone weakening. So ideally, let's cut out the cola type of drinks. Primary nutritionals that affect bones are calcium and vitamin D. 
Taking calcium, either as a citrate or lactate form, to about 1,000 milligrams per day is optimum. After about age 60, increase that to 1,500 milligrams daily. For vitamin D, nearly all of us are deficient. As a normal maintenance dose, about 2,000 units a day is about right. Take both calcium and vitamin D orally every day with a meal. The other minor elements you need, such as zinc, will be covered by your daily vitamins, such as Centrum. If you have any questions at all about supplements or nutrition, see the member's website and use the frequently asked questions with any specific question you may have. Also, eliminate heavy metals, such as cadmium, mercury, and lead. These are known through a lab test for heavy metals and can be eliminated by a process called chelation. And avoid dietary items, such as mercury in fish, lead in drinking water, and cadmium in many products, such as ink. The heavy metals displace calcium and cause the bone to be brittle, so be aware of heavy metal toxicities and also know that they are more common than you might think. Now, tobacco use and high alcohol intake are both associated with bone loss. Both of these are really negative activities to begin with, and many aspects of a healthy lifestyle would eliminate getting rid of those as well. Now, there are quite a few medical conditions that are beyond the scope of this podcast that can affect bones, and those will be determined by specific tests run by your doctor. But here are a few to be aware of. First would be low hormones. For females, estrogen, and for males, testosterone. These are essential for proper bone health, and low levels are fairly common. You are encouraged to add hormone testing to your annual test starting at about age 35 or so. Supplements are readily available, and you are referred to my podcast on hormones for specifics about hormones. Long-term use of acid blockers, such as PPIs, or protein pump inhibitors, which actually stop the production of stomach acid, are a strong risk factor for osteoporosis. They inhibit proper digestion of protein as well as interfere with absorption of nutrients such as calcium. In my opinion, these are way, way overused, so talk to your doctor about getting off of these if you're using them. There are some other medications linked to osteoporosis, so talk to your knowledgeable pharmacist or doctor about those. There are multitudes of other things that would help with management of osteoporosis damage. In your home, you can eliminate things that would cause falls such as rugs, cords, stairs, and steps are all helpful to be removed. And then things like proper footwear and grab bars are very useful as well. The diagnosis of osteoporosis is accomplished by a test called bone density, or DXA scan. It's good to have that run about every two years or so, starting at age 45. There is a condition known as osteopenia, which is sort of an official notice that your bone density has been lowering, not officially osteoporosis yet, but going there. It's sort of like the pre-diabetic. That condition will be revealed through the bone density testings. View that result as a serious wake-up call and take action to stop or reverse the bone loss. Now, once you know you actually have osteoporosis, either through the DXA scan or by actually having a bone fracture, There are quite a few medications to help with both stopping the progression and helping with rebuilding the damage. There are both oral forms and those requiring an injection or an infusion. Some are quite effective and should be strongly considered along with the other methods of prevention treatment. Talk to either your knowledgeable pharmacist or doctor about the possibilities of using drugs. So in summary, 
be aware of osteoporosis and that if you are not aware of it and take preventative measures, you will probably get it. And if you are there, there are medications that can help, but as usual, the best treatment is prevention to begin with. Now that you are aware of the damaging effects and high incidence of osteoporosis, you can take action to help prevent it. And the best time to start is right now. And spread the word, way too many people are crippled in pain and severely damaged by this lifestyle-enabled disease. Start to change your habits and lifestyle today to help prevent the results of osteoporosis. Well, I hope you found our today's topics of interest to you. This is Victor B., your host, reminding you that our website, sciencebasedhealthandwellness.com, is dedicated to providing you with science-based knowledge to help you achieve your health goals. You can submit topics you would like discussed through the question and answer section of our website, and we invite you to become a member. So till next time, just a reminder, you make your habits, then your habits make you.